Hi everybody and uh, welcome. It's Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. and it's Cracker Jack or something like that anyway. So you're all very welcome. Thanks very much for coming along to our regular live stream. Um, just uh, bringing Jed in. Uh, hi Jed, Leslie, Chuck, Gigi Law, uh, JVM. See you guys joining. Adrian, of course, great to see you here, my friend. Uh, so yeah, we, um, we've got a tremendous amount of stuff to get through. And this is actually just so that uh, we all understand, there won't be a live stream next Thursday night owing to the fact that I'm going to be in good old London town. So uh, there will, this is going to be the last one, <coughs> excuse me, uh, for a couple of weeks anyway. Uh, we shall, of course, return after the big live show. So hope uh, hope uh, I get to meet as many of you folks as is possible Friday of next week in London town. Hello to John Saunderson. Good to see you, my friend. JVM, thank you so much for uh, your enthusiasm for this show. Well, I've got loads of stuff to get through, actually. We're going to talk about Breathless, uh, first-class ITV propaganda. Oh, yeah, we're going to chat about them. We're going to talk about Labour and all the shenanigans we saw in the comments yesterday. We're going to talk about if the US is heading towards civil war or not. I think it is. Uh, we're going to talk about the Office for National Statistical Manipulation. We're going to chat about that. Uh, we're going to have a quick, maybe we'll talk about Red Nose Day. It's coming up, uh, I believe. And uh, and finally, yeah, just a few bits and bobs. In fact, I should tell you what we'll do. Because we'll, I like to, not, I, as Jed well knows, I like to change things around. Hi, David Clements. Good to see you as well. Great to see all you guys here. Uh, by the way, if you enjoy the show tonight, just hit the heart button, send your coffee coins, whatever it is. Just do what you want to do. I thought you wanted um, them on Substack instead, David. Yeah, they're all over there now. So now we have to, um, well, at least as possible. So we, right. we're, we're, Jed, we are, we are gender fluid and we are finance fluid as well. That's how it's going to be, folks. So uh, uh, is that because the money uh, runs yeah. through your hands? <laughs> if, 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 if only, if only, if only we had it. <laughs> if only we had it. Yeah, exactly. When we're putting on expensive shows in London, we do need to have some dosh. Anyway, listen. JVM says I mentioned in the Substack that this is the last podcast standing. Now that every other podcast is just outrage porn shilling for AG One. So uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, we we do our own thing here. You know, we've got lots of stuff to get through. Uh, just oh, hi, Grantonio. Great to see you as well. I'm sure our friend City Troll will be joining us. Um, he must have fallen asleep again. And ah, Adrian's joining, so he's coming into the stream as well. So we'll wait for Patty. I'll give it a minute or so for Patty to join. So just a couple of quick heads up. We'll do this at the start so we can then get stuck into stuff. Just to let you know that if you join the live show next Monday night, you'll be able to catch up with Mr. Alistair Williams, comedian extraordinaire, and a guy who's done a lot of great stuff, actually, a lot of great stuff from um, uh, Alistair. So Alistair joins me in the studio next Monday night. And then the Monday after that, in other words, the Monday after the big show in London, we're going to be joined by the undertaker, John O'Looney. Uh, and John is going to be talking about some of the horrific stuff that he found. I mean, you know, it's all very well for the ONS and others to lie and to try and distract us. But, you know, at the end of the day, Leslie, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be an undertaker. In fact, did I ever tell you the story about I'd, when I first moved into the residence I'm in at the moment? Um, the, my undertaker was a, 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 a my neighbor was an undertaker. 
And I, you know, I remember I used to go out to collect the post from the front gate. And he would say, good morning. How are you, David? And I always was extra keen to say, I'm fine. I've never been better. As he eyed me up and down looking to see, was there any apparent weakness? So yeah, I remember being next door to, uh, an under living next door to, never mind living next door to Alice. I was living next door to an undertaker. He did move out subsequently, however. Anyway, uh, look, that's it. Patty, you're very welcome in the stream as well. Adrian, I think you're in as always. I never can see you, but anyway, I presume you're in. Uh, so yeah, thanks everybody. Farmer D, good to see you. David Clements, all of you guys. As I say, hit, we're going to have a competition tonight. Let's hit the heart button as much as you can. That's what you need to be doing uh tonight and uh and we'll see where that takes us remember we have the nine o'clock watershed so okay let's start at the beginning shall we a very good place to start as we are reminded in um what was that the uh sound of music no uh, or mary poppins let's start at the very beginning yes it's sound of music um breathless did any of you i i hope the answer is going to be no did any of you tune in to the truly atrocious ITV docudrama called Breathless. It's tell, telling us all about what really went on in those NHS hospitals during the COVID drama. Oh my God, it was arguably the worst program ever. I had a bit of fun with uh, Dr. Rachel Clark, who was the consultant on it. Um, she actually worked in um, palliative care, still does. You know, palliative care. Mm. But she was busy. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a bit of a laugh. This uh, this breathless stuff. So my take anyway is, I mean, they're just propagandizing themselves. You know, I put a podcast out on it today as well, saying that you know they put out all this breathless propaganda on ITV, and it was so awful for frontline heroes, frontline heroes during COVID. And uh, I seen the COVID inquiry said, oh yes, we know excellent program, and if people have been affected, you know, they can uh, they can go and put a bag over their heads. Um, so anyway, I thought it was a load of nonsense. Don't know if anyone else saw it. Anyone or anyone else has an opinion to ask uh, to contribute on it. So I saw it. Going who? I saw it. Jeff I had to. Right. I yeah, I had to. But just as I'm going to talk about that, I'm just going to bring up for those watching, obviously, the advertisement for Hold the Line Challenge, the narrative next weekend. Anyway. Uh, I did watch it because my, and I didn't want to watch it, but my good lady, who uh, clearly is the longer general in my house, uh, whatever she says goes, because uh, I know which side my bread is buttered. And if I want my bread buttered, then she's going to be buttering it and I have to butter her up. But, so to speak. All right, I've used enough analogies water, there. Oh, yeah, we go through loads of it, mate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I did watch it, and it is pure propaganda. It did make me sick. And I did catch, after the first episode, I think, that we watched, I did catch Lotus Eaters, and they just went through all the debunking of everything that was portrayed in that in that it's a soap it's not a documentary it's a soap because it was it was made up it was fiction okay uh just like eastenders or corey or emmerdale if that's still going or ollie oaks um it was fiction from start to finish mixed in with propaganda labor bent uh propaganda 
lockdown propaganda, masks and, and so on and so on and so on and so on. And, and it, made, it was making me absolutely livid and angry. I was I was ready to smash the screen in. And I, perhaps I would have done and then argued that I now need a new 55-inch TV to replace the one I've just smashed. But unfortunately, I can't afford that. But if I could, I would have smashed the TV because that's how much it annoyed me. Um, but everything in it has been debunked. Every single thing that she was saying has been debunked. She should answer questions. Her and her colleagues have questions to answer for the people that they denied Kurt and allowed to die based on her own portraying of what actually happened. You know, oh no, we can't give you that. You're a healthy person, but there's somebody in a COVID bed. Yeah. And you can't have it. So you're going to die and they're going to die as well. You know why they're going to die? Cause we're, we're sticking them on ventilators and we know ventilators kill people. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Completely agree. Is Adrian here? I wonder, did he see it or is he any thoughts on it? Uh, no, I, I didn't see it. I have stopped watching television, basically. And the only thing I would watch now is the odd sporting event or a documentary. But um, apart from that, I don't watch television at all. Um, this program was to justify everything that they've done, the lockdowns and all that kind of carry on. It was to reinforce the message that they, you know, again, were trying to protect us. But again, we know they weren't. This is just reinforcing the message because more and more information is coming out about injuries and deaths, excess deaths and things like that. So they need to try and pump, pump out propaganda. And again, this will also be used for the next one to enforce even harder lockdowns. Yeah, you're right, Adrian. I mean, it's all reinforcement mechanisms. Jed said it, you've said it, I've said it. Um, the, 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 there are no lessons learned. I, I, I saw the um, I saw the uh, the doctor, as I said, Dr. Rachel Clark. She was on um, Good Morning Britain, I think this morning uh, again. And Jed, actually, it's a point you, you mentioned. Um, she was fundamentally bigging up that we need a Labour government. I mean, it's so political. Never mind. Forget about COVID for a second. You know, like so many of these shills, you can see them now, Jed. They're just, you know, gagging to get Stormer into Downing Street so that no time, I mean, undoubtedly, Jed, next time round, if the lockdowns will be longer, harder, there will be no exemptions for those of us who claimed exemptions before, you know. So you can see what they're doing. It's entirely political, Jed. Of course, of course it is. But I'm just looking now on davidvance.net at your podcast. Uh, on this because I've been rather busy today and I've had a very successful day today as well. Um, and I'm just looking at the image there of that, uh, the, the doctor that portrayed the so-called doctor. Yeah. And you can see where the mask uh, is being imprinted uh, on her face and obviously across her yeah. forehead where she had the That's shield. Right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. I didn't notice that during the filming. I didn't notice it that bad during the film, and I noticed a bit on the top of on the bridge of her nose, a bit of redness. I didn't, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. I didn't notice that what your image on your podcast is currently showing. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, no. you know. And and it looks like it's, it's an image that's been doctored. And I'm not saying you're, you've doctored it, and I'm not accusing no. you of anything, no. but it, clearly it's an image that's been put out that looks like it's been doctored to emphasise, you know, that marking around the face where she had a mask. But the thing is, she's that stupid 
And I'll tell you, she's that stupid that you don't have to wear a mask that tight. I've wore NBC, nuclear, biological and chemical warfare stuff. And you do not have to have it that tight against your face. Yeah, and I've, I've sat there, you know, and you, you need to have a seal. And the reason it doesn't need to sit that tight around your face is because you are exhaling. When you exhale, it pushes out from everywhere. Okay, so it's pushing things outwards, not sucking things inwards. Because you breathing out has more force than you sucking in, so to speak. And therefore, when you suck in, it will come through the filters and it will be filtered, whatever, you, you know, it tries to filter. And it will give you that cleaner. But when you breathe out, you breathe out harder. And therefore, the seal around the edge of the mask does not have to be that good because it's pushing uh, outwards. So any contaminants, it's pushing away. And that's just how we do it with our vehicles as well in the Army. We have a system inside which I won't say pressurizes the vehicle because it doesn't necessarily pressurize, but it is a positive pressure inside. So any seals of doors and hatches and things like that, it's pushing her outwards so there's nothing can get in so if there is a gap her is going outwards not coming inwards and that is why she doesn't need to wear that mask that tight and that is why that is possible she doesn't well, there's need another to reason wear that it at all hang on a second hang on pat hang on patty you can come in a second i'll you're guarantee you're next but i'm just saying the other reason she wouldn't need to wear a mask is that there's nothing that she needs to be protected from patty you even if even if she did need to be protected from the darn things don't work they're pieces of cloth they don't the, the they don't stop anything they never did they know it's been a propaganda emblem anyway it's a sign of idiocy anybody walking around wearing a mask is an idiot because it doesn't stop the the if they're you know david doesn't believe in bacteria anymore but if, no, no, viruses. I believe oh, okay. in bacteria. Okay. Don't believe okay. in viruses. But even viruses or bacteria are my, measured in microns. Those things do not have the. They're not sealed. They're not. They're, they're not filters. All they keep out is particular. If you're dusting, then maybe she should wear one so you don't inhale the dust or something like that. But it's like they, they're useless, and I'm so sick of this. There's nothing but propaganda, reinforcing propaganda. You know, and it's just over and over again with this crap, with this crap. And it's like, what do you call it? Like I said, you're saying lockdowns. Lockdowns over here is, uh, well, would be followed by lock and load. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. We're gonna, we've got plenty to talk about your side of the pond as well. And oh, oh, I don't want it. It's a, my side of the pond is embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why, but that's why we need to talk about it. So, but no, I was going to say, um, that, that, yeah, I had a bit of fun with Dr. Rachel as well, because I jumped on her Twitter feed and I started to ask a few awkward questions. I wanted to know, for example, would they be covering TikTok dancing during the third episode? I don't think they did, Jed. They never they never mentioned the TikTok No, dancing, but I did put a but... po uh, post out for that. So I, hashtag ITV, I, hashtag um, Breathless or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I put the TikTok video, a compilation of TikTok videos. Something they came and got you know? there. Yeah, yeah, mate. No, I I finished this my what I was saying and that
All right, okay. It, it went off really fast, actually before the word finished yet, but uh, no, it's fine. Um, just checking everything's okay. So, uh, yeah, TikTok dancing is in the next Olympics. Well, that's going to be a triumph for Britain, surely, but it could be the US as well. But hey, anyway, go back to what I was saying. So, I, I, anyway, I started to mock Dr. Rachel. And what amazed me, guys, and I'll, Adrian, I'll come to you first in this one. So, so, I, so one of them said, ha, huh, I bet you aren't on the front, you weren't on the front line. And of course, my response is, what do you mean front line? There was no front line. None of the people that they told us were on the front line were on the front line. There was, these are a bunch of people lying, you know, sitting around in empty wards, Adrian, in empty hospitals, doing damn all, apart from giving paracetamol and maybe doing a bit of midazolaming by the side and potentially ventilation just to get those death numbers up. And there was no front line. So I dispute anybody was a frontline worker in the NHS. Adrian. Yeah, and I guarantee you the person that asked you, were you on the front line, would have been nowhere near it themselves. Just a keyboard warrior who has fallen for the propaganda, doesn't want to admit that they fell for it. You know, um, there's a lot of people, I, we know they have remorse for taking it. We know they, they fell for it. Some of them took two or three. And I think now that they're very bitter and they don't want to admit that they were duped. Mm. Remember, Mark Twain, it's easier to fool someone than convince them they've been fooled. That's true. That's true, you know you absolutely. Know. But 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 Adrian, as Leslie saying here, like you know, the reality is when all this nonsense that this program you know purported to show was happening, the the hospitals were empty. In fact, Adrian, I remember there was a video taken in Antrim Hospital, which is where yeah, Stephen Nolan. Yeah, and there was there was it was empty, and and, that, yeah. and, and and you know, I mean, and they were mostly all empty. So they, they were was, all locked up, lights off, nobody yeah. near them. And the yep. hospital itself was empty. There was ladies walking through, and the place was like a ghost town. Mm, that's right. That's right. And that, and that's of course all of that. And I'm sure Jed was not no. what they covered in the awful program. I uh, know. No. Sorry. Can I just finish? Sorry. sorry. Like I. Yeah, I have to sorry, Adrian. Go ahead. I had to take my daughter to a hospital appointment next week, and we got a letter. And on the letter it says, "Remember to follow COVID protocols." Now, here we are in 2024. Off. Yeah, though, we, we'll not be following it, don't worry. But that's mm -hmm. still on the letters that's coming out from the Government yeah. Health Authority. Yeah. In 2024, yeah. still banging on, still chipping away at people. Outrage, out, out, outrageous. I'll tell you, I think I told you guys about this. I, I had to go for like an annual chi, um, eye checkup thing, um, retinopathy thing. And I went into. How did you do know? Because if they send you a letter and you got problems with your eyes, how did you read it? My wife read it for me. Oh, right. And, uh, yeah, you got to be quick here, Jed. And, uh, but, but anyway, when I went in, they did say, would you put a wee mask on? And I said, uh, no. And that was it. And then they, they, they buggered off and left me in peace. But, but Adrian, to your point, and Jed as well, uh, and Patty, you know, the, 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 um, they're not prepared to let go of COVID. And the reason they're not prepared to let go of COVID, as we heard in Dublin today from one of a highly placed World Health Organization individual, he said be there, there will be another pandemic. There's no ifs or buts. There will be another pandemic. And, of course, the reason for that is they're going to make sure, well, when I say pandemic, scamdemic, there will be another scamdemic. So they need to keep the fear going 
and it works on some people. You know, Adrian, you're saying that you get that letter and you just, it's contemptible, you know. But I'd say if they send out a hundred letters like that, you know, how many of that hundred people would go, mm, yeah, well, we can't take any chances, so we better, you know, follow the protocols? There'll be quite Maybe. a few. I would say mm. there will be quite a few. Yeah. Um, there will be some who will do it with gritted teeth, but you know, we'll probably think, okay, I better because I'm going into a hospital just in case. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they won't wear the mask in Tesco's. They won't wear the mask when they're going anywhere else. But they will yeah. do it in a hospital, you know, because they have that, they have that sort of sense of morality about it. But Yeah, but there's no morality about it. There's no morality in wearing a useless face mask. Yeah, but the thing is, they haven't given up. They're coming for us in yeah. any way they can. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what was it about two months ago disease x 20 times more powerful but we haven't found it yet but you know it's 20 times more deadlier they're going to come at us with more viruses and more jabs till they get their agenda and we know their agenda is to depopulate of as many of us as popular as po possible yeah yeah we're gonna we'll talk about that patty you want to come in and hospital yeah i got a I, I got a friend of mine right now and you know please pray for him you have a friend i know it's amazing isn't it, <laughs> it, it, it it's very frightening actually he's been a friend for almost 40 50 years and he it's, and he's hung around it's there there's there's stamina for you but he's he, regretfully he's dying of lung cancer and um never smoked but uh he, he's dying of lung cancer he went to the hospital uh yesterday and they wanted him to do an mri and he they wouldn't let him take his mask off and it was an hour and a half alien he said i can't lay in there with my mask on for an hour and a half i can't breathe i've got lung cancer and you're gonna make me wear a mask in the in the thing they're doing it in the hospitals here the hospitals are all uh, are back on this uh you know covid protocol over here too because all because of this mutant x you know i thought that made uh you know wolverine i, I you know, they, they, these right. people are insane that's right Patty. you're right yeah 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 <laughs> you know your mod your marvel mythology very well that's right that is uh yeah, that makes you into a wolverine or else a complete idiot but um yeah it's just it's just amazing to see them pushing the COVID propaganda still. And look, I think you're all right insofar as a lot of people will still fall for it. And next time round, they will fall for disease X or whatever they call it. And uh, and they know this. And of course, as has been pointed out here in the stream, once the uh, World, like a World Health Organization's global pandemic treaty gets uh, the green light, which will be, I think, May or June, something like that anyway, uh, then that means that uh, they, they can just go whenever they want. They are ready to go, I think. I, do, you, do you agree, guys? I, I think, actually, to be honest, I, I think the, the next time we even have a sniff, to corner a phrase, sniff of a virus, I think those of them that fell for it last time and still are falling for it now will be instantly, instantly onto their MP screaming, we need a lockdown, we need a lockdown, we have to have a lockdown, we're killing people, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, they'll be, they'll be fighting over each other to, to be the one, first one to say, we must have a lockdown. And, you know, I've seen some today, uh, I, oh, and certainly over the past few days, still wearing masks. You know, I, I saw an old woman going out of a car, and she was saying old. She's probably in her late 60s, maybe early 70s. Still quite uh, agile, you know, she wasn't of um, 
she didn't look infirm of any shape or form. Um, but with a brand new 95, uh, N95 mask on. And I thought, come on, look around you. At least some people have woken up and they're not wearing them. I know some of those will instantly put a mask back on if the government says, oh, there's something in the air tonight. Yeah, to, to corner another line from a song, it, it's in the air tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. Got the Collins, but, yeah. yeah, but the point is, just look around you. Is anybody else doing this? Are they falling down dead around you? No, they're not. And they're not because they're just getting on with life. But they are. I'm sadly, and I agree with you, and sadly, we, we've got far too many who instantly will fall back into, we must have lockdowns, we must have masks. The well, okay, let me just then, that leads us on nicely, Jed to another topic about you know if they look around them they won't find people falling down dead but of course there are people falling down dead and i'm talking here about excess deaths now i'm sure you guys may i mean this is this disgusted me so the office of national statistics turns around just a day or so ago and it says in a nice little video they put out look We've been working hard to get more accurate ways of analyzing excess deaths. So we've kind of got the boffins to look at the numbers and we've got a new formula. And what the new formula shows is there's no excess deaths. And just like that in 2023, they've just wished away 20,000 excess deaths. 20,000 families lost loved ones. The ONS is turning around and saying, yeah, they weren't really excess deaths. So. So, I mean, what do you guys make of this ONS? They're re they know that the game's up, that, you know, I keep doing podcasts about this, that they're, it doesn't matter what you want to look at, any Moderna jab or Pfizer or whatever it is, you can see all the, you know, what is it? If, you, if you're on your third Moderna, your chances of getting uh, myocarditis are almost 700% higher. So they know that the excess deaths is a huge embarrassment to the government. So what do they do? They basically play a monkey about with a statistical analysis so that, as David Clement says, there are lies, damned lies in government statistics. But I thought it was disgusting. Does anyone want to jump in on this one? He who controls the data controls the narrative and controls history because history will only record the data that the ONS push out. Mm. So if the ONS is saying, oh, no, there is no excess deaths, what goes down in history? No excess deaths. They are lying to us that it is falling apart around their ears and all they can do now is lie, deliberately lie and change the rules. Yeah, it's just like Burko, isn't it? I know you're going to talk about him later, but he wanted to put that Labour motion through and the only way he could do it because he's a Labour supporting um, Speaker of the House is to break the rules and that's what they are. Absolutely. I mean, Adrian, do you want to pile in on the ONS deciding that uh, excess deaths didn't really happen after all? Are we surprised? Really, it's a government. It's a government uh, organization. They will fudge. They will erase numbers. They will do whatever they have to do, because we just talked a few moments ago about how they haven't given up. There's another disease coming. The WHO treaty pandemic's ready to go, so there will be more vaccinations coming. So they will not scare people off by taking them, by putting out the true figures of excess deaths. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the true figures are horrifying. I mean, again, this was a trick that the Daily Mail played the other day. They they went to actually it was a U.S. study party. A hundred there's about hundred thousand people uh, in the U.S. Uh, and they were actually. You know, they really went into detail with the in, the individuals about what had been the adverse reactions, and uh, fundamentally, anybody anybody on their third booster on their on their booster, you know, their third shot of Pfizer, Moderna, even AstraZeneca, and AstraZeneca, the real killer one, um, like their, their chances of getting that, let's say myocarditis, because that's that's a common one, right? Is about, about six hundred and fifty percent higher than if they hadn't taken it, but the. The trick that they played was they say it's six point nine percent higher. Six sorry, six point nine. Yeah, you higher. get the numbers. You can get the numbers. Yeah, to that's lie it, you, yeah. you can get the yeah. numbers to lie to say anything. But here, did you also? Uh, I don't know if it was in that same report, but there uh, there was also sort of out there. We averaged on the United States. Uh, you know, it, like three unexplained three to four unexplained infant mortalities in late term infant mortalities in, in women per year. Like they know when, when a baby dies, usually it's abortion, but it, they know when it, what causes the baby to die in the, in the last, since they've started the shots, they're averaging 20 a month that they're, that women are miscarrying for, for, mm. you know, un, 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 un reasons. We did not, we have really good prenatal care here in the U S we don't, you don't miscarry. In the United States, they can they can make you, they can keep your baby. If you want to keep your baby alive, you can keep your baby alive till till it's till it's born. You know, even if it's not, you know, a viable fetus or a viable child. You know, and it, but the, the thing is, it's like now they're having their average in 20, 20 to thirty a month. That that used to be two to two to four a year. Hmm. It's shocking. I mean, yeah, Pi, it's absolutely shocking. I mean, but the thing is, I don't think they care. I really don't think they care. Well, that was the other thing I wanted to say about that. One other thing, sorry to butt back in. It, there were no excess deaths. There, they didn't meet That's their right. goal with the yeah. deaths they wanted to create. There were no excess deaths. They're, mm -hmm. they're culling the herd. And they, they, what do you think they're doing with the farmers? Oh, it, 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 we got to end farming because it, it, it's bad for the planet. We end farming, that means it's killing us. Yep. It is. Oh, yeah, Paddy, as we discussed last week, you know, without farmers, we don't exist. Uh, but, but uh, you know, the, the, the awful thing is that in 2020, there were no excess deaths. In 2021, there were few excess deaths. But my God, all the excess deaths came in 2022 and 2023. And so it's just so inconvenient for them, don't you think? You know, they can't really, I mean, Rishi Sunak, stands up in the House of Commons and says that the vaccines are unequivocally safe at the same time as literally the biggest study of uh, people come, come, appears out and it says you got about a 690% greater chance of getting myocarditis if you've taken three jabs. How the hell is something safe and effective if that's the end? I mean, I, I said this to my wife earlier. I mean, imagine if you were asked to, invited to walk through a door, right? And... You ask yourself, you 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 ask, well, why should I walk through that door? And someone says, it's honestly, it's going to be for the best if you do, but just so that you know, there's a six hundred and ninety percent chance that if you do walk through that door, you're going to get one almighty smack in the head. Would you walk through the door? No. 
But that's exactly what this, the, the risk all is with the jabs when it comes to heart conditions, you know, um, heart disease. And yet, uh, apparently now they're just going to redefine the numbers down ma using mathematics, which is so cardly of them. I, I, you know, it's really cardly the way they do this. Anybody? Yes, but are we uh, surprised, David? Remember, they can't let the cat out of the bag. They can't tell the truth. Because once they tell the truth about any of it, the whole thing unravels. And then there's too many yeah. people, too many big yeah. people that are implicated, and yeah. they're not going to take the fall for this. And, and Adrian, this is a point you regularly make, and it's such a good point. And, and we must never lose track of the fact, and I think we all get this, that if they were to admit what they've done, like then there's a real problem there's a real problem but if they keep lying in the way that they continue to lie and actually again i mean we're going to talk about the house of commons but in a you see you um, look at the apparatus they have they have the media behind them constant 24 7 on television if needed digital print um proper printed press they, they can just hit us 24 7 and just wear us down with it you see and that's mm. the thing and we cannot challenge them enough because when anybody does put their head above the parapet, people from the medical establishment, they get their careers ruined. MPs get their careers ruined. Look at Andrew Bridgen. You yeah. know, any, anybody that's willing to stick their head up and go, actually, I think you could be wrong. They're and, close and to their history. Yeah, but the liars get away with it. I mean, in fact, again, Adrian, I was talking about this earlier today. You might remember there was a story back in 2020 and it concerned the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. And a doctor took to Twitter to tell people, or 20 or 21, saying, look, she's, it was a female doctor. She said that if you could see the patients in my wards, mostly young people, and they're in a terrible state because they've all got the deadly COVID. And, she made, and here's the point, folks. She made that claim that the ward was stacked full of teenagers and whatnot. Subsequently, we discover all of it absolute lies. But it took months for that. Maybe it was a matter. Of, thanks, David Lam. It's a matter about Belfast Hospital, right? And uh, well, yeah, the matter which they turned into the COVID one. That's right. Uh, but it was all a tissue of lies. And this is a bit that gets me. They get to not only do they get protected, but they get to lie. And then they just walk away casually from the lie. And there's no consequences. Whereas if any of us said anything that was so misleading, you know, instantly misinformation, disinformation, banned from social media, and possibly the police come to have a chat. Yeah. You know, it's the unfairness of the way they can lie. And look at France now. If you question mRNA technology, you can have a three-year jail sentence. Yep. Yep, you know, that's that, shocking. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's the way it's going. Why? Because there's definitely more mRNA jobs coming our way for whatever it may be well i mean they've actually said that the the whole next generation of so-called vaccines will be all mrna based i actually put this out in my sub stack i i hope you're all subscribed to it by the way if you haven't do subscribe to the sub stack uh someone said someone said to me uh i was saying that uh you know it's the old uh what is it the um you know, problem, solution, problem, reaction, solution, and, yeah. And it was so, okay, so what happens is Pfizer 
give you a vaccine, right? An alleged vaccine, which uh, which gives you turbo cancer. And then they come along and they say, guess what? Good news. You're going to have, uh, we've got a COVID, uh, we've got a cancer vaccine for you, which is mRNA based as well. So it, it's, you know, it's a complete um, circle yeah, of uh, lies. Once people get their head around that the vaccines weren't brought in for COVID, COVID was brought in for the vaccines, mm -hmm. then everything will make sense. And unfortunately, exactly. we, just have, we just haven't got enough people to get their heads around that yet. Yeah, well, this person took me to task on my Substack to say, she says, I can't believe that you would think that the uh, the vaccines, you know, are brought in to cause damage to people. And I'm thinking, hang on a second, study the history of medicine. That That's the purpose of vaccines. You know, you want to go down rabbit holes. So-called vaccines do nothing but harm. And I'm not just talking COVID vaccines here, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as you say, you're doing as well. The French one's interesting. In France, thou shalt not uh, criticize mRNA. So pff, I don't know what the French form. Maybe the French farmers can take and dump some more manure outside the uh, Champs Elysees, uh, the, um, the the presidential palace. But uh, yeah, Paddy, you have a comment to make there. Do you want to just tell us what you just said? That's because you can't get the people's heads wrapped around it because their heads are shoved up their derriere. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know that. Well, right here's the problem. Um, here's the problem. It, when you're when you're constantly lied to over and over and over, repeat a lie often enough. It becomes the truth. That is their Bible. That is their it, 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 that is their first rule on anything. Just it don't matter what it is. Just say it. Keep saying it. We keep saying it. That'll become the argument. And never mind facts. Never mind deaths. Never mind. Just say what we say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah but completely. See, just actually talking about that was uh, Joseph Goebbels' mantra. So it was tell a lie big enough, often enough, people will believe it. But what the Nazis done, the Nazis actually used the government, or sorry, they used corporations to enforce the laws that they wanted. And that's what the governments have done here. They used the corporations yeah. through businesses. You know, you can't come to work, blah, 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 blah. The UN, all those big conglomerates. And that it's the government that's wanting it done, but they're using these big businesses to force the agenda through. So it's not the governments themselves. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm sure you all feel the same. When people said to me now, if you'd have said to me 10 years ago, listen, you know, how did the Germans not see through the Nazi regime? How did they not see through that? I, I, I don't know how. I mean, they sure did. They but it, it's propaganda. Propaganda yeah. and fear. That's how you get people to do evil things. 100%, normal yeah, people who would, normal people that wouldn't do anything bad to anybody else, can easily be persuaded with propaganda and fear. Milgram. That's it. Fear. Yeah. Anne Marie O'Sullivan says propaganda, fear, and cowardice. Anne Marie, you're right. I mean, but but particular, Jed, your point. Fear in particular. When people are fearful, and this is the, the, you know, the authorities have known this throughout history. And I'm not just talking the last four years, for thousands of years. Yes, the Milgram experiment's an example of that, Adrian. They know that most normie, most people, when they are fearful, turn to the government for help, to, for, or to authority for help. I mean, us rebels, 
we go the opposite way. I, I don't want, you know, fear, as Grantonio says, is the mind killer. But they know that, Grantonio. That's the problem. The authorities know that fearful people can be manipulated. Germans understood that, but going back history, and this is the real issue that we have, that, um, you know, that, that the fear drives a response. People run into the hands of the government and the government standing there with a smile on its face and a needle in its hand or whatever, whatever it was. Well, well people, yeah, but people, when they are fearful, look to authority, don't they? Yeah. But it's the authority that's actually the thing that they should actually be fearful of. You're right. It's the yeah. authority that yeah. that is, is creating that fear. And, and yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's silly because it's bizarre because the one that creates the fear is the one that the people who feel that fear turn to for, for reassurance and all they get is more fear. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's a, a thing, what, what I would call in, in signaling terms, a singing loop, you know, and it just, it, what you would call feedback. And it's just feedback constantly because more fear creates fear, which creates them to go to the authority again, which creates more, which then they, they pump in more fear. And that's what we had for two years. It was two, two or, or three years of pumping fear out using the BBC, ITV, all the news networks, all the newspapers, pumping it out every single day, every single day. And I'm telling you now, there will be millions of people in this country if, the government turned around tomorrow morning and said, we need to lock down. They would not leave for work tomorrow morning and they would sit in their homes. Yep. yep. Without anything else. They don't need anything. If the government just said, this is a government announcement, you're now in lockdown, they would be happy to sit at home. Because well, they'd be getting Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah, Jed or Adrian. The fact, I mean, again, that was another issue. I had to go at Dr. Dr. Rachel Clark about the, the you know, uh, it's all very, you know, I, I know during COVID, and we, I remember talking about this, uh, for, for family reasons, I know people in the NHS who, who instantly, or pretty quickly, instantly went on furlough. Do you know what I mean? This notion, oh, they were all so brave, they were all in the front line, even though there wasn't a front line. No, they're not. They were sitting on their backsides at home watching Netflix, enjoying the nice weather. That's what quite a few of them were doing. Uh, so, you know, we shouldn't forget exactly uh uh what yeah Anne marie says we we will probably get locked out of the system in the future um, i don't know what they're going to actually here's a question for everybody I, I i i'm really interested in this and look we've, we've all agreed fear works right and it does work and given how fearful they had everybody why do you think they stopped it because they did stop it in january of 2022 they kept it going in January 20 and then throughout all of 21. And then magically towards the end of January of 2022, it came to a halt and they brought in Ukraine. Would anyone like to, you know, discuss why did they do that? Because they had us by the short and curly, surely. What do you well, think? The objective, the objective was achieved first and foremost, and that was to disrupt the election with Trump. Mm. That's how they had mm. to say it the mail-in ballots, so they needed mm. the word lockdown. And then mm. once Biden got inaugurated, right, that's played out. People aren't taking more boosters, so we need something else. What else will keep them in fear? The threat of a war, the threat of a possible nuclear war. Mm. Mm. 
just conti- it's just continual fear rinse repeat but it'll be something different if it's not china it'll be north korea it'll be iran it'll be russia it'll be something yeah. else yeah and we've got our friend grantonio zooming in as we speak grantonio it's in the room grantonio do you want to throw in your pennies worth yeah, just following on from what Adrian said, it occurs to me that these people, they're always going on about mental health constantly and how we need to protect everybody's mental health, especially the mental health of children. And I just want to, if, if I, somehow I could have a, a, a megaphone and say to all the children of the world, there is no virus going around killing people. Um, there is the, the world is not going to end in some kind of nuclear conflagration. And um, there is no such thing as global boiling or global warming or anything. Everything's fine. Just take it easy, everybody. And it's like back to what we were saying earlier about fear as well. It's just, it's the hypocrisy again of them banging on about mental health constantly, but they're the ones that are creating all these problems in children. Yeah, but Grantonio, that's such a good point though. You're dead right. The the, the thing is that, um, that if people just, but people relaxed and realized there's nothing to be fearful of. What would happen? We would become happy. We would be, you know, confident. We would be calm. We would be immune to their propaganda. That's the issue with it, Grantonio. They need us to be constantly. And maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's the truth in this one. They did bring in Ukraine because maybe they'd run out. I think they had run out of steam. Although I don't know. Again, folks, I mean, you can tell me, but I remember vividly back in December of 2021, and we talked about it here. Uh, that was when the vaccine passports were being pushed through. That's when people here where I live, like Adrian and myself, were being told there's no more exemptions and that we're going to put through a rule. There's going to be no more exemptions to wearing masks and stuff. I'd like to see them enforce that. But nonetheless, they tried that. And then it just went. It vanished. But hey, Grantonio, why do you think it vanished uh, in January of 22? Well, yeah. When they... Um, no. uh, well, yeah. Uh, following on from what Adrian was saying, um, they, they'd done... It had done what it had needed to do. I mean... If we go down this this line that the, the, the jab was supposed to kill so many people, I can believe that they probably had a percentage in their head and they needed a certain percentage of people to take that jab. And so many people took it. So, yeah. The other thing is, I think Adrian was saying that something's coming back, some virus or something. And forgive me if I'm misquoting you, Adrian. Um, but I, I think if anything like that were to happen, I can imagine a lot of the normies saying something along the lines of yeah i believed it the first time round but i'm not believing it this time round and the reason they're saying that is because they they just don't want to go into lockdown again and they want to go on their holidays again and when people if this happens and people do start saying that that's when you say to them okay if you don't believe it this time round why would you believe it the first time yeah but but let, let me offer you the example of sir alan sugar alan sugar head of amstrad and you know, uh, what's that program he presents on TV? Uh, the Apprentice? Um, the Apprentice? Was that him? The Apprentice, yeah. 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 He You're fired. Uh, he, he tweeted, he tweeted, yeah, well, well, he should be fired because he tweeted last, earlier in the week that he was on, <laughs> couldn't believe it really. And this is the guy running a multi million pound company. He was on his sixth job, his sixth job, right? But he'd taken COVID again. 
What's that all about? So we, he'd already had, he already had in quotation marks, COVID. I mean, how does anyone, exp- can someone explain to me Sir Alan Sugar? Because he's not a stupid man, but he's on his sixth job and he still catch getting the thing that he's supposed to be inoculated from getting. Explain Sir Alan Sugar. Propaganda. Propaganda works, David. It, it can make rational people be irrational. And that's what we have here. We have somebody, like you said, he's clearly not stupid. You don't become a multi-billionaire by being stupid. So clearly he's not stupid. But propaganda can make normal people do bizarre things. And they think it's right. Just like just like your LBGTQ, WXYZ alphabet people. Yeah, They've been propagandized so much that they cannot see that there are only two genders. There is no way on this earth, even if you put your jackboot on the back of their neck, will they ever see that there are only two genders because propaganda works. That's why we use it. That's why we use it in the military. That's why we use it in um, Gulf War One and Gulf War Two. It, it works. It works every time because it plays on people's fears and it builds on them. And that's why it works, David. And, and that's why stupid, clever people will do stupid things. And that is also back to my original comment a few minutes ago. Why did all the Germans follow the Nazis? Because of propaganda and fear. Well, what, Even what like, good people like, did horrible. What I like, Jed, about this stream and why I enjoy this is that not everyone agrees. Reese says he is stupid. Alan <laughs> Sugar. He says he is stupid. And John Saunderson says, Clive Sinclair was so intelligent too. Just look at the C5. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I say former D jumps in on the Sinclair C5. I don't, don't you remember the Sinclair C5? That was Britain's contribution to futuristic uh, motoring. We had, a, then, which was a, we had a ZX Spectrum when we were kids, and that was pretty cool, I remember. But um, just, just the point I, I wanted to make was how... Um, how how much uh, how how much sneering the the jab pushers were towards people who were questioning it. Um, your your friend David, the comedian, the young lad, Alistair something. Alistair um, Alistair Williams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. So a tweet's been unearthed. Uh, I think it was today. Um, uh, what's his name? Ewan Ewan McIntosh is is that his name? Ewan yes. McIntosh. Big key. Um, big key. Yeah. Big, big key. Passed away. Was it last night or this morning? Yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah. 50 yeah. years old. Well, uh, uh, Alistair, um, forget, you've just said his name, Will, Williams, Williams. Um, yeah. was asking questions about the jab and Ewan McIntosh a couple of years ago were like, what, what, I've had two of my jabs and I'm perfectly fine. And uh, it, it was just the sneering towards yeah. him. Um, well, I've got quite a dark sense of humour, David. I was reading some of the comments, and people have been writing today. Yeah, and now you're dead. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, but like the, these were the people that wanted us dead. You know, and uh, oh, yeah. somebody somebody said you and Macintosh was the bigger person, and I had to stop myself from cracking <laughs> the obvious joke there. But they they were the ones who who <clears throat> wanted. Yeah. Well, they did, and you did right, and and you know, like we can't forget. 
the fact that uh, we had people like Esther Ranson uh, and Carol Malone and um, Alice, um, Andrew Neil all basically calling for our heads on a, on a plate. But actually, just on Alistair Williams, just just on that there, the, I, I mean, he's done some great work recently uh, on John Campbell, nurse doctor John Campbell, and then most latterly he uh, he took up uh, oh what's his name who was on with Joe Rogan. Um, professing to be again part of our uh, part of the Weinstein movement. It, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he t- he had a go at him as well. He's very he's plus he is funny. So uh, mm. you should definitely check out uh, check out Monday night, buddy. Uh, it's spicy. Now listen, we have another. I'm just looking at the clock here. We got we got nine minutes left in the clock. We are way short of the requirement to get to half nine. So if anyone wants us to get to half nine, um, we're going to have to get some more, uh, some more of these pod points in the uh, in in the tank. Otherwise, we're coming to the halt. Speed up the timer. Nine. The heart takes too long to reach where you can hit it again. Yeah, well, that's just the way it is. So listen, Paddy, since you piped in there. Right, uh, the United States. Oh God! The United States. I mean, well, I tell you what, I haven't put this on the list, but it's it's a good one anyway. So I'm sure everyone's seen today the story that at a fundraiser in California, uh, the, esteemed, <laughs> the esteemed Professor Joe Biden called uh, what's his name, um, Donald Vlad, uh, Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. He called him an sob. You're an sob. Son of a bitch. That's what his terminology, not mine. I'm just saying what he said. And I mean, oh God, Patty, it's so important. I mean, I don't, I, 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 you know, I love America. I love you Americans, most not, 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 not the Democrat ones. Oh. But that's so embarrassing, you know. Biden, and he probably doesn't even even know who Putin is. So, did what did you? What was your reaction to to this pathetic yeah. name calling from Biden? Yeah, I am so sick. Of the Democrats in Russia, you know, it's like what he called. Yeah, I aired. I posted that interview Tucker did with Putin that they wanted to ban him for life for the, you know, lock him up for treason for that. Never mind the three or four other Democrats that interviewed him ten over the last twenty years. But but anyway, Putin said something that it was, it, you know, that I've been saying for years. You know, at, when the wall fell, Russia expected things to the, the, you know, to become peaceful between the United States and Russia. I mean, Soviet Union had collapsed. Russia was left. They expected to get partnership. Instead, what they got was punishment from the Democrats for failing at communism. And they continue to make them the boogeyman. And Putin's Putin's an animal. Putin's, you know, KGB, he should, you know, he's he's a scumbag, all that. But we had a chance to make the Russian people an ally. But no, the United States purposely, the Democrat Party purposely continued to vilify the uh, uh, the Russians. Now, the Russians are not no walk in the park. Neither are we. Neither is China. Neither is the UK. UK controlled the world for a couple hundred years. You know, mm-hmm. but things are, you know, like I said, we had a chance. We screwed them over. Now we're trying to, you know, and the, the Democrats refuse to let this go. The enemy is not Russia. The enemy is China and the enemy is Iran. And that's it. It's more Iran than anybody. China, we can, uh, China's 
easily defeated. Party. Yeah, the, the enemy the, is the Iranians Democrats. are fanatics. Party, your enemy well, is they're within. the communists within. Yeah, the right, en what, enemy what, within. One at a time. One at a time, right? Uh, Grantonio, you jump in first. Oh, no, Adrian was first. Party. You go, Adrian. No, I just wanted to say, Paddy, you may think they're your enemies. This present moment of time, the real enemies in your country are within. Just, yes, they are. are. Absolutely. Back to what we were saying about, um, you know, jab pushing and all the rest of it. It was a couple of years ago, or was it last year? Whenever it was, there's, there's um, uh, footage of Biden talking about um, people who hadn't been jabbed yet. And he's he, there's something really vicious about it, the way he says get jabbed we're losing patience that's what he says to all of us um i can't think of anything more even the irony is i believe he was in full control of his faculties when he made that yeah i th i think he's a nasty piece of work at biden Agreed. like I, I i was only i was just thinking today like can you imagine like what it must be like in the white house with biden because he's a nasty man as well as being you know an imbecile and you go back to, sorry no, go ahead, Grant. Yeah, he said some other really strange things in his career about how isn't it going to be wonderful in a few years' time that black people will will um, outnumber white people and things like that. That that's not normal to say things like that. It's just like the word I'd use. It's nasty, David. I, I can. He also told the people yeah, that I... if you were going to go up against the government, you needed an F fifteen as well, a fighter right. jet. Yep. Yep, I mean this David man's been in politics, been in fifty in politics for fifty years, so he's used to bullying people, getting his own way, using the status as a senator and whatever to to force people to bow down to as well. So those traits haven't gone away; they've probably magnified now that he's president and has ultimate power, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think hey, he has no power, right. mate. He he has no power. It's the P. It's Obama's yeah. have the power. We we know it, but I, yeah, but everybody's been right, and I just want my two pence worth on this topic. Uh, um, if you don't mind, <laughs> the enemy is within, and it's not just the Democrats. Unfortunately, it's the Rhinos uh, over here. It's Labour. It's the Uni Party over on this side of the pond. Um, you know, over in the European Union, it's it's the European Union itself. We, we are surrounded by enemy, the enemy within, uh, and it's difficult to see who's friend or foe, um, if you see what I mean. And I think it, over the coming years, it's going to be harder and harder. I've just lost an earpiece. It's going to become harder and harder to work out who is friend and foe. Uh, and therefore, I would say you keep your, your friends close and your enemies yeah, I have to say, I agree that our big party, where I would take issue with you is I don't see Russia and China and Iran as the enemy, particularly. I think Washington, D.C., the, 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 whole, the whole political system you've got, I think NATO, they're the enemy. I oh, think I'll, agree the with Na I'll agree with NATO being the, the enemy. Yeah, sadly, sadly. I mean, it didn't have to be this way, Patty. It didn't have to be, but it is. It is. Uh, Anne-Marie says, by the way, maybe his nastiness caused the dementia. Or maybe the dementia caused the nastiness. I don't know. I know well, some Jay's people... Uh, Joe's always, always been six cents short of nickel. Uh, I, I mean, he's, he's been the, the, 
it's been the running joke for the 50 years in politics. Whatever position Joe took, it was the other side that was correct. I can't believe they put this man in, but now he's reached that stage too in dementia where he gets nasty when he when he gets flustered. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. but like the man's never been the brightest bulb. And back to Putin, mm -hmm. David. Um, Putin waited yeah. for Biden to get into the White House before he did what he did in Ukraine. Yep. I'm, I'm convinced of that. He didn't do anything oh, yeah. while Trump was in power. And I'm, I'm, it might sound like I'm making a facetious point, but I'm being deadly serious. If you want to make a truckload of money this year, I would start printing free Taiwan t-shirts now um, because that's going to be the, the, the big thing close to the, the, um, uh, the, the uh, presidential election. I do think China are going to start making moves and they're going to do it before Trump. Are they in your merch store now, Grantorn? Yeah, you can just go to my website, Jed, and uh, <laughs> enter the discount code. And get oh, there's a di what's the discount code? My name? Grantonio, <laughs> do you have any special ones that are reversible that maybe has, like, Taiwan one side, Palestine on the other, maybe Ukraine <laughs> somewhere in between? I've, I've got T-shirts for all of these nations waiting to be sold. Don't, don't you worry. I've got a free Scotland one waiting when that, that, that... I thought you would. Oh, well, yeah, well, well... But I wonder will Scotland ever be free because my worry is that... Uh, I, it's a bit like Grantonio. I did a podcast on the SNP basically saying that they've run out of money in Scotland for the NHS, but they're able to spend money, send millions to Gaza, to Pakistan uh, for reparations. To, I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, I really, really hope that Scotland changes for the it's, better. It's not like but Scotland doesn't have a drug problem or a drink problem that needs to be... No. I, no. I'm confused though, I'm confused because you're saying when Scotland is free is that free from the rest of the United Kingdom or free from the SNP? I, I can't work out which would be the Wow, that's a good question Is there good a question. difference? By the way, folks uh well we can we can we can maybe debate that but I'm afraid we are at our allocated hour we are at 9 o'clock and uh, we're we're short I'm afraid of what is required to keep this one going so I'm gonna have to bring things to I'm gonna have to wind it up I'm afraid um good luck because, for next week uh, I hope your live show goes really well sorry I won't be able to make it but I hope you all have a great time Ah, uh, no, no, listen, thank you, Adrian, and thanks so much for all of your support. Uh, just very quickly, can I well. just get in? Adrian said something about his daughter being in the hospital. I hope she's okay, Adrian. Oh, yeah, grand, grand. Uh, just gets migraine headaches, so we're going to get that checked out. All, all good, thank you. Thank you for asking. But it was just yeah. the please follow COVID protocols was the mind-blowing yeah, I mean, the, the, the NHS, just a complete nightmare. Uh, listen, there's a few things we didn't get to, but uh, nonetheless, uh, that's just the way it is. Um, so just to round things off, uh, obviously, there won't be a show next Thursday night, on, but there will be the live show next Friday night at our undisclosed London venue, which Jed knows where it's at. So uh and uh, Leslie, you'll be there as well, and all the others who hope to, who are going to come along. Uh, so we're all going to be in London Friday week, and uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be live streamed or not. Actually, there's some technical stuff around that being sorted out uh, that I'm not involved in, so we'll have to see. But uh, anyway, if you want to have a good night, a uh, bit of fun Friday night in London with with uh, Loza and with Calvin 
uh, with Peter, McElvena, and myself, Jed, all the gang. That's where we're going to be. So uh, I hope you will, uh, uh, hopefully, if you can't get to it, we'll find a way to let you see it one way or other. Yeah, worst case scenario, David, I'm sure we will have a recording of it that we can push out later. But yeah, um, exactly. guys, for all those that have bought tickets that are listening tonight, thank you so much. It means a lot to David and myself and the rest that you actually support us in what we're trying to do. So thank you, guys. We re Yeah, Anne-Marie wants to know when will we get told where the venue is. Uh, Anne-Marie, I'll send that information out first thing on uh, on Monday morning. So just check your emails, everybody. If you don't get an email, just get in contact with me uh, and uh, we'll make sure that you uh, get the uh, precise details for the uh, the venue. And uh, I'll be there to check venue out and to make sure certain things are right uh, so that on the Friday night, it all runs as smoothly as is possible. Yes, make sure you so have it, your tickets so I can scan them, guys. So I can scan them. Make sure you print them out so I can scan them or you got them on your phone. That's right. Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah we've made, we're high tech this time. We weren't high tech uh, so much. So but I still want you to print it off, David, just in case the high tech fails. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, well, Jen, it's not, a, it's not a rule of life. Yes, Leslie. I, Leslie, listen, I mean, it's the same with my... Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm getting on a flight or whatever, yes, you, you have it on your phone. But my nightmare is what happens if the phone, what happens if your battery dies or something, you know, then you can't get on your flight. So I always have, uh, maybe this is old school, but I've always got paper backup just in case. Uh, but Leslie, I think you'd be safe enough because we know who you are. So, uh, you know, either which way, you're definitely going to be. And yes, Patty, yes, high tech does fail all the time. I mean, just ask the British Navy if you saw that. Uh, did you see that? Um, that, yeah, lovely, nuke. lovely nuke. Uh, did. Yeah, I was really, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Putin must have been laughing all the way to the Navalny funeral when he saw that one. But anyway, we're not getting into Leslie, Navalny. I'll make sure you get in. I'll make sure when we've had our fish and chips and our beer, I'll make sure you get in. Yeah. So look, folks, that's it uh, for tonight. Thank you all so much for uh, for tuning in. Thanks uh, for, for, for supporting uh, tonight and thanks for being there next week. Uh, don't forget to make sure you have signed up to my Substack. If you haven't, I want you to sign up to that. That's important that you do that. And uh, of course, the podcast will be coming out um, between now and next Thursday. And then they will go. There will be no podcast, I think, next Thursday Friday, Saturday, because I'm not going to be in a position to do podcasts. But anyway, there's also lots of other stuff that uh, does float out and about. So uh, there'll be no shortage of material. Thank you, everybody, in this, for being in the studio. Thank you, Grantonio, Jed, Patty, Adrian. Thanks, all of you guys, for being um, on the different uh, streams, for listening in. Appreciate that as well. And we will catch up with you guys. Uh, well, some of you will see you next week. And above me on that, we'll see you all real soon. So look, that's it for tonight. Thank you, everybody. And good night.